Hello, and thanks for listening to this week's message from the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene, where we exist to help people take their next step in a transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope that as you listen, you are both encouraged and challenged as you take that next step in your walk with Christ. Good morning, church. It is, wow, it is, it is, it is fall. And it is good. It, it, is, it is a wonderful season, and I'm so honored that you chose to worship with us this morning. If you are new or if you are visiting, first and foremost, my name is Justin. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, and secondly, I just wanted to let you know, if you are visiting with us, if you're, if you're here trying uh, churches out and you're looking to see what God might have in store for you, you have found us in a month to where we're just kind of discussing with our family who we are. What God has been doing in the life of Napnaz. And so it's going to look a little bit untraditional. Last week, Ben gave us the Vision Sunday. This week, we're calling it Connection Sunday. And let me just tell you, it, it, and I think anybody who's been here for longer than a week would, would affirm this. Here at Napnaz, we, we are a messy group of people learning to embrace the messiness. And I think I could... Can I get an amen on that? Amen. amen. We are a messy group of people learning to embrace the messiness. We are looking to dig into vulnerability. We are looking to drive into accountability. But more than anything, we are looking to experience the victory of Christ on a daily basis. And so last week, Ben kind of shared a little bit about who we are and what's been going on in the life of Nat Naz. And today, we're going to be pushing the importance of connecting. Now, please hear me. This isn't going to be me up here pushing life groups or pushing a particular group. Today, all I want to do is hopefully share with you stories, share with you inspiration on the importance of connecting with other believers. And I'm not just, this right here, I'm saying beyond this, beyond the Sunday morning gathering the, the power of connectedness. Here at NAPNAS, we have three core values. Worship, connect, and serve. And we think it's important to, to communicate with all of us together as one big family to get on the same page that when it comes to these three core values, worship, connect, and serve, these aren't independent of one another. That when we are singing songs, yes, we think that is worship, but in the midst of singing songs, we are truly serving and connecting with others beside us. When we are in the midst of a group together, whether it's a life group or Sunday school or a workout group on Monday nights or the marriage group, we are worshiping and serving one another. And when we have Sundays like Serve Sunday or when we ask for volunteers, it's more than just serving, but that truly is an act of worship as well as connecting along other volunteers. There is power in connection. And we have all sorts of opportunities for connections. Now, like I said, we are a messy group of people, especially when it comes to being on stage. We don't always get the announcements right. We don't always communicate all of our opportunities the best. There's a lot of people with a lot of preferences, a lot of ideas that would love for us to share every idea from the stage, and we don't always get that right. But friends, we have opportunity for connection. There is opportunity to experience the power of what Christ would have for us when we are connecting with fellow believers. But it's difficult connecting 
to connect with fellow believers, to connect intimately, to have that rewarding relationship, that is difficult. Because to connect with others, it's, it's, it's messy, like we already said. It's vulnerable. Oftentimes it's inconvenient. We've got other things going on in our lives, connecting and building up relationships. <laughs> Who's got time for that? And Satan would have us believe all of these things, that there are other things that we need to be doing to keep us from connecting. And honestly, at the end of the day, the biggest thing, in my argument at least, that keeps us from connecting well is the fact that it is actually the most fulfilling thing that we could possibly do as Christians. And I hope that as we dive in just briefly today, before I have some others come up with me, that I can show you that Satan will do anything in his power to keep us from connecting. But when we dive into connection, it will become the very thing that allows us to complete our image bearing of God because first and foremost, we are image bearers of our Heavenly Father. And I hope that we can walk through that today. So we know connection it's messy and vulnerable. Connecting, it requires active intentionality. It's not passive. You can't just sit back and allow others to come and connect with you without you giving something in return. And connecting, it is truly the most fulfilling thing we as humans could do with other Christians. And I think that's one of the reasons why we find it difficult. We're going to be in Matthew 22, verse 34. Matthew 22, 34. And as we read this, I recognize that there are probably so many other pieces of scripture that I could have gone to today to discuss the importance of connecting, where it explicitly states, hey, Hebrews 10 says, do not stop meeting with one another, as so many are in the pattern of doing. Do not stop this. Other places in scripture say, hey, Bear one another's burdens. Have the connection so intimately that you are truly bearing up one another's burdens. This scripture today doesn't express any of that. But I think if we dive into the heart of this piece of scripture, Matthew 22, verse 34, we will see the heart of God when it comes to connecting. So real quickly, verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, he being Jesus, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and prophets. On these two commandments, there is nothing that can take you away from fulfilling all that God has in store for you. On these two things, love God with everything and then love your neighbor as yourself. Now here's what's really, if we dive into the heart of it, when it comes down to the idea of connecting you might say to yourself, well, 
Why do I need to connect with my Christian brothers and sisters? I, I can love my neighbor at work. I can love my neighbor at school. I can love my neighbor in my immediate family. Absolutely, yes and amen. But don't do that in lieu of connecting with your Christian brothers and sisters. Because the fact remains that we, you and I, we need each other. And here's why. If we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, then I have the Holy Spirit working in me, and you have the Holy Spirit working in you, God the Holy Spirit, doing a very unique thing. And how he's working in you is different than how he's working in me, so when I connect with Ben or with Dave or with whomever it might be, when I'm connecting with them, I am watching the Holy Spirit do a work on their life, and therefore, through their life, he's doing a work on my life. We are a body, we are a family, and as much as the hand needs the foot for the body to move to its fullest potential, you and I need each other. Our connection begins at home to then have an overflow everywhere else. And by home, I mean here in this family, this body. Connecting is truly what we see as being image bearers of God, to have an intimate relationship with other Christians. I mean, think about it. Here's what's really cool about these two commandments. God says, hey, love me with everything. Everything that you have, love me. And we might think, wow, God, that's kind of narcissistic, don't you think? A little bit of egotism, a little bit arrogant. He's saying, love me with everything that you have. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Well, let's think about who God is. Is God really narcissistic? Is God really egotistical? Is God really like so self-centered? Like, yes, I need all creation to love me. Yes, he is. He is saying this. But let's look at the heart of it. You see, God is triune. He is trinity. And if that confuses any of you, welcome to the family. Trinity is good to be confused by. And we have, a, we have a group for that. It's our What We Believe class. I would invite you to connect with our, other Christians in the What We Believe class. It's a good thing. And you'll learn the beauty of saying, I don't know. It's a really good thing. But here we have it. God is triune. He is trinity. He is three in one. One God, three persons, one nature. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Here's what's beautiful about this. That when God gives us the command, love me with everything and love your neighbor... He, in fact, is doing it within himself. You know, think back, you know those coaches during football practice or whatever sport you might have that say, hey, give me 100 up-downs, and you look at the coach, I'd like to see you do 100 up-downs before I do them. You see, God isn't the coach who can't do or isn't doing what he's asking us to do. God, in his triune nature, is already doing the very thing that he's asking us to do, and he's most fulfilled in himself, and therefore, when he asks us to do it, it's not to give him attention, but to have us as his creation most fulfilled. Because God the Father is eternally loving God the Son through means of God the Holy Spirit. And so all of a sudden, God the Father is loving his neighbor, God the Son, and in doing so, he is loving himself with every ounce of his being. And so when he looks at us, he's saying, I want you to do what I'm doing, and in doing so, you will be most fulfilled, and in doing so, you will bear forth my image to the rest of the world. And so all of a sudden, yes, this may be not explicitly sitting, go get connected intimately with other Christians, but friends, what we begin to realize 
is that when we live into this, loving our neighbor as ourselves, we look to the heart of God, and God is an intimate connection, intimate community, intimate relationship within himself, and therefore, we have been shown this pattern to model, to live into. And in doing so, we become most like Jesus Christ. We begin to experience the fulfillment that Christ would have for each and every one of us. But Satan doesn't want that. And so he allows us to believe that connecting is inconvenient, that connecting is going to be messy, it's going to be vulnerable, that connecting is not worth it. But we need connection in order to bear forth the image of God to the rest of the world. And in doing so, we become image bearers, the very beginning commandment. In doing so, we push others around us to become more like Jesus, to increase our love for Jesus, to increase someone's faith for Jesus. And in doing so, we expand the kingdom of God. Connecting is crucial. Now, this isn't... These aren't just two legalistic demands. Love God, love your neighbor. Okay, I'm going to check this. No, 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 no. These aren't just two things. We're not just up here promoting vision and connection Sunday and serve Sunday to give you more things to do on your to-do list. These aren't legalistic demands as much as eating food every day is a legalistic demand to keep a healthy body. This is our, part of our spiritual diet. We need it this as spiritual beings but we're so trained and focused on the physical we often forget that we do need the spiritual components the spiritual food yes we have bible we have prayer but we need each other we can't do it alone but here's what i would encourage you i don't want you to take my word for it we've walked through scripture i've shown you um, the heart of god would i believe the heart of god in these two commands and we're learning that it's difficult because it is fulfilling as a Christian to be connected, but it's active, it's active, not passive, and it's messy and vulnerable. It is difficult. But here's what I'd like to do. Before I ask um, our couple to come up with me today, I do want to show you this video. This video is of Cass Thompson before she left. Many of you know, knew Cass Thompson. Um, she was here for about two years before she decided to move on to the next phase of her life, and we were able to send her out. And she came to my office one day, and and this, it, we didn't mean for it to become an interview, and all of a sudden, uh, she is just sharing all that this church has meant to her. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. Let me, let me, let me just get, record all of this. Because I think it's really powerful of what, what she has to share about what her two years here, when she was all alone and didn't know a soul, what these two years here at Napnaz meant to her. So let's take a watch. When I just looked for churches in the area... I saw Napnaz, yeah. and so I visited, and it, it was just like one of those, I know right away, you know, you have this feeling, this is the right church for me. Yeah. You came, you came to Napnaz, and you knew nobody. What was your experience in, in um, entering into the life of Napnaz? I knew I wanted to be part of some sort of small group or something like that to help like hold me accountable for my faith and grow my faith and all of that. And then I got plugged into a life group. It really is that 
that community that you can like lean on if you need anything. I just moved all my stuff to my storage unit and it was my life group that helped me move. I think they would be surprised like I got so much out of it just because I, I wasn't so vocal, but I absorb more than I, I don't know, give out, I guess. <laughs> um, so definitely seeing like what does a man of God look like at just the men in my group was really powerful. Like I remember the first couple of weeks of meeting, I was just like, wow, there are like real men of God out there. And it was really encouraging and like seeing the women, you know, be women of God. It's just really encouraging to have that multi-generational group where you can look and see like, this is what I want to be like in a couple of years. We say we have these values of worship, connect, and serve, and I see them actually lived out. Like it's not just lip service. I don't know, it's a, it's a very genuine church. Outside of life groups, what other ways did you get involved? Yeah, so I served in the nursery, which I'll be honest was not my favorite, just because I don't love children. <laughs> But um, I did feel like I should serve in that way. The things I really, like, really enjoyed was being on the worship team and um, helping out with Bible studies and N2 Next. What, what, are, what are three words you would use to describe NetMass? Mm. Home. Um, community. And... Um, This is kind of two words, but like Christ-led. So I know I never went into a really bad depression while I was here, but I know if I did, like there would have been people to support me through that. What 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 is that final thought that you would have for that? I don't know. I like with my hair being how it is. You know, you never know how church people are going to respond to that, and I never had anyone be like. Why is your hair like that? Which I know is a really little thing, but I feel like it matters, you know, in the long run. Like it shows the kind of people that are here and that there's not judgments of like, oh, you don't look like this. You must not be a real Christian. And I'm just so thankful for everyone here that encouraged me and um, helped grow my faith and asked me questions and, um, complimented me like after I sang and just stuff like that just really made it feel like a home. We thought it was important for everyone to see just a bit of Cass's story. She was here like I said all alone, didn't know a soul when she came to NapNaz. She was here for two years and she truly lived into the idea of connection. She knew what it was to connect. And you had heard, there were things that she didn't even want to be a part of in the nursery. But through that, through serving and connecting and being a part of different groups, she grew in her faith. Her love for Christ increased and her love for the people of God increased. And so today, uh, you know, again, embracing the messiness that we are as NAPNAS, we were supposed to have two couples here today, but they had, the one couple had to cancel last minute, so we're here giving all the highlight to Brandon and Kristen Stacy. Um, Brandon and Kristen, uh, real quickly, share with the church, how long have you guys been attending here at NAPNAS? I'd say like two and a half, three years. 
and a half, three years. Yeah. So this, in all, in all respect, this is maybe just the beginning. Uh, three years might seem like a long time, but three years compared to maybe uh, 20 or 30 or 40 years, this is the beginning for you and what this looks like of uh, being connected with a, with a church family, this church body. Um, so thank you for being up here with me today. Especially because you tricked me. I thought we were talking about fantasy football. <laughs> Brandon was my last choice, and I just took what I could get to, to get him up here. You even, even chose me last at the Garrison's wedding <laughs> yeah, to eat. that's right. I'm going right. to hold that grudge. Yeah, Brandon holds grudges. I now know where you live. Hey, like I said, uh, sometimes you take what you can get. This is embracing the mess, um, and we, we love the Stacys. We love the Stacys despite Brandon. Um, <laughs> hey, real quick, as we walk through some questions that I, that I did send you guys ahead of time, would love to hear how your time at NAPNAS, these two and a half, three years, you've guys gotten connected with others in this church um, pretty quickly, in fact. How, has those con- how have those connections helped you grow in your faith um, as a couple? Uh, so I, I think uh, it helps keep you accountable, right? Um, pe- keeping yourself surrounded by people that that care about you and care about your walk um i mean that's that's definitely helped me uh i'm i'm in the construction industry so my language always wasn't great um and you know being around people that uh you know when you're around people every day that their language isn't great well keeps you know keep you are who you surround yourself with yeah right so that's that's where I was walking towards see that's why I married her she you know she's on top of it no she had she had all notes she's like I'm, what are you I'm doing? the prepared and organized one yes she's yes. like you got any notes I'm like no I'm gonna wing it so I think um connecting with others and like knowing like I can share whatever I'm struggling with and just hearing like I'll pray for you on that. Like, that means the world. Like, that's a lot. So I feel like that helped a ton coming here, knowing that no matter who I am, no matter how I'm represented, I guess, everybody loves and cares for me regardless. Good. Now, Kristen, this is going to be a question more for you because, I'm, I, Brandon, I think you could befriend a statue and you'd become best friends after that. But uh, <laughs> how has connecting... How has connecting, um, has it always been easy? Was it difficult? When you came into the life of NetNaz, how did you, how was that process for you guys? Super easy. Super, super easy. Good. So walk, walk me through that. What, what did that look like? When you guys started coming to NetNaz, what did it look like to, to start connecting with others? Were you being sought out? How were you being intentional about seeking out connections? I mean, we knew a couple couples coming in. Brandon went to school with a couple of them, and that helped. And then they just kind of took us under their wings, and we kind of dove into the marriage class first, um, and then joined a life group, and then joined Bible studies. And it was just like one thing after another, and I feel like that helped keep us accountable on our walks with faith. And then seeking that those groups and meetings out, obviously, yeah, but, but people we didn't, even people that we didn't know, I mean, they were coming up just warm and 
and hey, how are you doing? How's it going? Um, I've seen you here or whatever. Um, it, it's just been easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off script here. I'm going to ask an ad lib question. Yeah. <laughs> for, for someone who is coming in, much like Cass Thompson, who doesn't know anybody, who is looking to have that connection, is looking to grow in their faith, but maybe finds it a little bit difficult to dive into a community, to uh, maybe they don't have that outgoing personality and they're looking for that. What, what is something that you guys would recommend to them who the process hasn't been the easiest? I mean, there's, there's a lot of tools that, that the church does give you, uh, the classes, and, and just um, put yourself out there. You can't go wrong. No yeah. one's going to be like, oh. No one's judgmental. We, we haven't been part of anything where anybody's been like, <laughs> those people. I mean, sometimes I say stuff that, you know. We know. We know. <laughs> and unless they're saying it, you know, somewhere else, I haven't heard anything yet, yeah. you know? Yeah. One of the things we, we love about the states is that they are deeply authentic. You, won't, you, 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 get, you get it straight with them. Um, <laughs> How is connecting with others, being a part of a church family, a church body, how has that helped you look forward to growing in your faith? Well, you definitely want to, it helps make you want to come every day because you want to see those people, yeah. or every week I should say. Um, you want to see those people because you have that relationship and man, I wonder how they're doing. You know, yeah, we text or, or whatever. Um, I'm not great at texting ever. You have that, like, admiration for people that, like, you, you want to be around them. You want to see them. You want to check in with them. And, I mean, texting is impersonable, right? Like, you want to be yeah. here, present. So when it comes to um, you're, looking, you're looking forward to your faith, but connecting can be messy. It can be vulnerable. You have interactions with people who may rub you the wrong way, that are aggravating, that are annoying. You can think of every reason why to not get connected with them. Whether it's in a life group or a Bible study or a Sunday school class or an exercise night here at the church, uh, you can find every reason to say, nope, it's not going to be worth it. But what about connecting now has helped increase your love for the church body? Basically, a lot, a lot of what I, what I said. I mean, with our interactions with with others who are also friends with others, who you know, it's that trickle down effect or whatever. Y you become friends with and family with everybody, yeah. right? So, you want to come see your family, right? And I would say, like the grace that's extended to us, lets us, you know, extend that to others as well, like easy yeah and people that are further along in their walks with faith than we are again it, it forms that admiration for them that I want to be like them and join them and yeah <laughs> uh, another ad lib question here mm -hmm. the last one I promised I'd go off script but when it comes to your own faith walks mm -hmm. now as compared to when before you were connecting and connected with the body of Christ where are you at? Better than ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, 
you know, I, I've tried to surround myself more around like, uh, so, so Cody Elling brought me in here. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I tried to surround myself more around people that, that uh, are good people mm. like Cody. Um, I see you. It's hard not to see that shiny head anyway. You know? <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. I lost, I lost train of thought. Where are you at in your walk of faith? Where are you at? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I'm way better than I, than I ever was. Um, I, I struggled uh, young, younger, um, but then slowly, I mean, because of being here, everything's been great maturing and just seeing the way that God has already worked in our lives since we've gotten stronger in our faith, like, it's amazing. Um, that is number one. God is number one. So once you put him number one, things just fall into place. Excellent. Excellent. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you guys can have a seat. Can we thank the Stacey's? It's easier this way. Yeah, it is easier this way. Friends, as we, I'm going to invite the worship band to come on up. Um, we'll close with a worship song. But today, today's our Connection Sunday. Uh, right after second service today, we're, we are going to have a picnic right here in the worship center. And I hope today that you can, whether it's Cass's story or, or the Stacy's, or ho most hopefully, uh, Scripture we can begin to understand the power of connecting with other Christians. And it is messy. There's not a single person in here who hasn't been hurt by a single person in here. We've all been hurt. But when we begin to learn to embrace the mess, we dig into authenticity. And we dive into the victory that Christ has for us. I once heard a pastor say, if you don't know conflict, then you won't know depth. But if you know conflict with others, if you walk through those tough, muddy times with others, and you walk through it together, instead of avoiding the connection, you will begin to know depth. So often we like to stay up here on the surface. And we can come up with every reason why it's not worth it to connect with other Christians. We can think of every reason why, why you, you shouldn't stay for the picnic today. Football begins at one. I can't make it. No one's going to want me here, so I'm just going to take off. First and foremost, friends, we, we see in these commands, love God, love your neighbor not saying, hey, wait until God loves you. Wait until your neighbor loves you to love him back. No, no, no. Friends, this is active. Just as the Stacey said, would you be willing to put yourself out there? And friends, maybe you're right here, like you're saying, hey, I've got enough friendships. I don't need any more friends. No, friends, I'm asking you. Those of you who think that you have enough friendships, enough relationships, enough connection, would you put yourself out there to come alongside someone else who, do who doesn't have that? When you look around here today and you're thinking, should I stay for the church picnic? And I'm not trying to make this a legalistic thing, but would you understand the power of connection?
So today, would you stand with me as we pray and as we continue to worship? Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We thank you for giving us your image. We thank you for sending us forth with your image. And God, I pray that you would give us the courage to continue connecting with your image. God, go before us. And may all things, all relationships be held together in and through and for you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to join us each Sunday morning at 9 or 10.30 a.m. for weekly worship and community with other believers. For more information about upcoming events or ways you can connect, find us on Facebook or visit us at napnaz.org. Have a great week.